0: uh hey there johnny how you doing buddy doing good mark how about you i'm hanging in there you know it's it's a monday for sure
1: yeah yeah you want to know the the best cure for a monday like i swear swear it's the best thing you're ever going to do to to get rid of that case of the mondays that we all have that we all hate that we'd all get our asses kicked for um mark the best cure for a monday is a deep fried twinkie
0: Deep fried Twinkie on a yes. Monday, okay?
1: On a Monday, just so I, you can have it first thing in the morning. If you're a colossal fat ass like I am, you can have it if or your your mid morning snack, your your second breakfast, if you will. Shit, dude, you could chase one down right after right after dinner with like three slugs of whiskey. Um, I I have yet to find a single thing that you can fry that doesn't immediately get better with fry, and it just makes me so sad because uh, my gallbladder's all fucked and it got taken out now like my my american insides are are wondering like why why do you put all this like baboon horse donkey shit wrapped in a a riddle and enigma why do you put all this into our body we can't process it and digest it anymore but i'm here to tell you mark that deep fried twinkies they're where it's at Mm -hmm. and so much so that i'm willing to throw down my endorsement here If you wake up next Monday, have a a deep fried Twinkie and don't have the best day of your life, then I, I'm just going to have to to quit my day job and uh, commit everything to the dang old podcast.
0: Johnny, I hated that deep fried Twinkie. It was shit.
1: (laughs) Well, (laughs) damn it. I didn't realize you could see a week into the future. I guess that's what we're going to do. No, I
0: just hate Twinkies. But I can also say that I love this here, Dangle Podcast, the Weekly King of the Hill Podcast, where I, Mark, and now my—what what did we call you? You're the propane wizard. I am, I am. Mark, and I am the Meat Master Mark, joined once again by the propane wizard. Johnny. Uh to talk about two episodes of that beloved adult animation classic, King of the Hill, and talk about the goods and the bads and the highs and the lows, and then to slap that episode with our patented rating system. And, um, yeah, Johnny, I think we ought to just get right into it, right, buddy? I
1: say we do. Um, we're trucking right along here in Season 9. where We're getting into some fun stuff. This is Episode 179, Mutual of Omaha. Uh, Mark, it's a very fun play on Mutual of Omaha, uh, an insurance company. Can you guess what this episode's about? It's about deep frying things and and bees. Uh, Mark, original air date, March 6, 2005. This is written by (laughs) Tony Gamalobo and Rebecca May. I don't have our sheet pulled up here. Do you remember the last thing that Mr. Gamalobo and Miss May wrote for
0: us? Uh, stressed for success which we gave a two-tain. Okay, okay and then re and then uh most re- or then following that reborn to be wild which got a charking out of me and a butane out of you
1: okay that was so re- we
0: like them i they're not yeah, yeah.
1: I want to say reborn to be wild that's um that's christian Bobby right
0: price ham yes. yes
1: thank you thank you thank you yeah i I can definitely say that uh, Gamma Lobo and May are not going to... They're not going to deter me at this point. You know, they're no fucking Craig, but... Um, yeah, so this... <laughs> that That freaking guy. Uh, this week's character cast of characters... Hank, Peggy, and Bobby Hill... Lou Ann Platter, Dale Gribble, Bill Dothreef, Boomhauer, Joseph Gribble, and the Fried Banana Guy. There's a couple of other people that, that kind of show up. They have their their little ins, their outs. Like the two yuppies that go and talk to Dale at the Farmer's Market... Stuff like that. Yeah. But nobody like of real substance merit value. I'm not sure why the fried banana guy is in here as a a named character other than he's basically the entire propulsion for the B plot. Um, Synopsis here, Mark. When the Hill's insurance lapses, Bobby and Hank hunker down at home to keep an eye out for the house. Dale gets bees, and the other guys learn about deep frying. This was, for some reason, I thought that, all three of these stories, because there's like three full-fledged stories in here that all get kind of mashed into one. I could have swore yeah. none of them were in the same fucking episode.
0: I knew the deep-fry one was, because I remember the potato, or the beer rocketing out and hitting the roof, okay. and that triggers Bobby. Okay. Yeah, but the B bit, I forgot the B bit was tied into this bit. Yeah. Or to to the insurance bit until, until the end. And then it was like, oh yeah, that is the, these all do tie together. But I do remember the B storyline being in a different episode almost, but.
1: Right. Right. So it's, this was very, very strange to me. Um, Our A story characters this week, Hank and Bobby, you can kind of say sub A is, is Luann and Peggy. They're in the A story, but they're isolated the whole time. So. Yeah. It's kind of strange, and then the B story characters. If we're gonna wrap it all into one, Dale, Bill, and Boomhauer all roll themselves into one B story at the end, which then rolls itself into the A story. It's like a bunch of really cool layers all intertwining, and it, it was an interesting writing process. I'm sure. Uh, I don't know if you felt that way. I don't normally see them mash like three different ideas together cohesively at the end like this.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, um, what opera? Hank Le deluge. Um, I liked. I went kind of crazy about that. How was all everybody else's like sub stories that wove into the yeah. main plot line?
1: Yeah, yeah, But and you had that one. But solid that wasn't
0: one these guys. This that wasn't um Gamma Lobo and Rebecca May.
1: No, it wasn't. Well, and I think the main difference between this is
0: we all kind of knew that they were all going to tie in at the end
1: there, especially when Hank shows up at the um at the uh the flood site halfway through with this one i totally like i said i totally forgot that they all tied in together and dale does his stuff with his bees for so long that you're just like well where the hell is this gonna go and then they somehow <laughs> they magically community themselves together at the very end with chaos um mark mm-hmm. you want to give me some of your notes buddy
0: yeah some of my notes um number one holy shit we're already here <laughs> just oh, god I, and then I stop and, um, man, we've been doing this for almost two years. Like it's not all already here. It's not that at all. It's just, I don't understand the passage of time. Um, you know what else I don't understand is how this episode can possibly exist one season post after the mold rush where Hank literally was revealed that, you know, his insurance guy was a crook and all this good shit. But now, but now we're back, and we're just retconning another episode. I just wonder if it wasn't like, go, go out there, gang, and write about shit. And, like, you get Mold Rush, and you get this one, and it was just two episodes about insurance, and they're like, well, that is a Hank Hill thing to have insurance. Like, because <laughs> at this point, we're just not even trying, like, to keep any sense of continuity or anything. I don't know. It just kind of bugs me. No, it's, it's off um, but the rails. But then did that end? But then to that end, it is a little bit off the rails, but then this episode, is it ugly or am I being shitty? Like, this is an ugly goddamn episode. I wouldn't say
1: it's ugly, but there is is a lot of shit going on in this episode.
0: And not in a good way. This is season, like, four or five. Like... Okay. This is non-digital. This is, like, heads are almost independent of bodies. This is, like, it's so ugly I thought it was a YouTube poop in a couple spots. (laughs) A couple that, like, really stood out to me. Is, um, when Hank is, like, making calls and then filing papers, and then when they're having the fight with the phone. Okay. he's on the phone with the fight, or, sorry, let me just again. He's on the phone fighting with the dude in India. Okay. And, like, it's just, it's ugly. It's just ugly animation, and I was impressed at how bad it was. Yeah. But that's okay. I don't know. Um... Peggy's reading a book in bed. You know what she's reading, John? Yes, it's my second note in here. A dinner of onions. <laughs> yes, she is. Um, speaking of dinners, have you ever been to a Shoney's, or is that like a? J- I know they exist. I know they're real. But have you ever been to one, or is it just a joke in our? cultural zeitgeist that we mandela affected into existence
1: honestly i the way i look at it is it's it's like whatever america's equivalent is to tim hortons in canada like i apparently they're everywhere apparently people love to eat at them and they're it's not super quality food but no i've never been to shoney's um i it reminds me of the simpsons bit like every time i hear shoney's it reminds me of the simpsons bit where they're going to itchy and scratchy land And they keep driving past signs saying, Flickies, so many miles away. Flickies, next exit. Hey, Dad, can we go to Flickies? No. And then it shows it again. Flickies, so many miles away. And it's just like one big-ass circumference. I have to imagine that that's what they were making fun of, is Shonies, right? Maybe. Possibly.
0: I I have no idea. It shows up in Rick and Morty. It shows up in Community. It shows up in this. I just... Is it real? I don't know. Why did you? Why did you send me a picture of Yuli's gold? Oh, that's for, it's for later in our notes. Okay, I'm sorry. I just saw it. I was like, "What the <laughs> fuck, John?" <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I just fucked you
0: up, good. Sorry, buddy. You're good, man. You're all good. <laughs> Nobody cares about me keeping bees. Um, and also, I think we're getting a callback to Of Mice and Little Green Men with the queen bee on top of the bugabago. (sighs) Yes, I noticed that that she was back. Yeah, that you pointed out when we were watching that that he had the bee before he had the ant. Yes. Um, I also... Oh, okay, um... Also, I have an almost Marx moments of the macabre, maybe. Well, not really. Okay. Um... The last big Texas earthquake was August sixteenth, nineteen thirty one. Okay. Um. It was a six point four, which is pretty sizable, and it occurred near Valentine in West Texas. There were no fatalities, so not quite a moment of the macabre. But Hank says Texas hasn't had a good earthquake in over a hundred years. We're due. Well, Texas is largely seism- seismically stable, and Hank is full of crap because he would have known about the Valentine earthquake. Right. Also, finally, I think there might be two timelines of King of the Hill that run concurrent to each other, and they just dip in and out of each other. I think that's where I'm at now. Okay. Um, I want to say that the the fracture point was um, propane boom. That was where the two timelines Ooh. split off, and that's where they changed. And the marker is Luann's hair. Um, Luann either grows her hair back or doesn't... So she either doesn't have her hair by... Um, John VD presents Return to Laguna, which is well into that season or three episodes in. and I can't tell you the episode, but she has it grown back. And I think that's how we're going to mark it. I am going to come back in um, when we finish this and hopefully have like my head being, you know, taped back together again. Right. But I honestly think that there are two timelines. But this also ties into my theory that they wrote two separate scripts and there's two separate scripts about insurance. This is one. There's another one.
1: Okay, I like that explanation like, better than writers being fucking lazy and re- reusing ideas from the last season that didn't quite make it.
0: Yeah, yeah, Um, <laughs> what was it? Last week, we got super mad at um, Patriot Act with like Hank giving the speech and then everything is going to be okay. Uh-huh. And it's like, no, 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 because this is one of those occurrences where Hank exists outside in a separate timeline. Hank doesn't give a speech to fix shit every other week. Right. Like... That's also that also nails down why our timing is literally off. What is a jump and crack bass? Um it takes place after Halloween.
1: Okay. Yep.
0: It's all these little things, John, where the timeline fractures and yeah, I know jump and crack bass and Halloween are in season one, and propane boom doesn't happen until season three. That's not the point. My point is there's two timelines at least to King of the Hill. I'm gonna fucking get to the bottom of this. But in the meantime, <laughs> what are your notes, buddy?
1: Um uh, can I just say that the quite possibly my favorite way to start an episode is a character walking on screen wearing a beard of bees. And I didn't realize <laughs> I needed that to be a thing until today because for some reason I forgot that's how the bees are introduced. So we're already starting out damn strong. You mentioned already, but I'm going to mention it again, that we get to see a dinner of onions. I feel like it's very appropriate that you and I need to call it out every time we see it. Uh, I really want to buy some janky ass hardcover book at the local thrift store and get a recovering like get something printed out from, yeah I don't know Etsy or some bullshit just a, a a dust sleeve that you can cover and make it look like a dinner of onions on your shelf because I think we need to have that. Um, okay, so Dale mentions two specific movies when he is trying to entice people um, to get you, you get use his honey get stung by bees, all that sort of stuff at the farmers market. He mentions Yes Erwin Allen's The Swarm. This is uh directed in by by Mr Allen in nineteen seventy eight and it's synopsis here, Mark, a huge swarm of deadly African bees spreads terror over American cities and killing thousands of people. How have I never watched The Swarm before? Because I love crappy movies like that. Like there's no way that's a good movie, right?
0: So, I don't know if you remember this. You might be a little bit too young. Um, do you remember in the 90s when Fox kept airing all those Killer Bee attack specials? How, like... Killer bees were the new pandemic of doom that was going to kill us. They were spiked because of that movie. No shit. Okay. That movie, yeah, that movie started that chain reaction where Americans became afraid of um, Africanized bees. And, like, they sort of existed, but I forget what the statistic is. It was, like, more people died of black widow bites that in, like, 20 years than had died of killer bee stings in 20 years or something in America. I was doing an episode on bees and it got really fucked up that's why i know this but like this was good this is like a a scrap two wizards project um but yeah that's that movie the swarm is what spiked the initial like panic in america about killer bees like coming you know destroy us all
1: okay yeah interesting well that that out of the two yeah it's also
0: a pretty passable movie you gotta Check it out. I I was
1: going to say out of the two movies he mentions, that's the one I would rather watch other than *Yuli's Gold from 1997, which is something about like a a beekeeper who's a widower and it's got Peter Fonda in it. It looks really like uh, (laughs) it looks like a (laughs) lady's picture, Mark.
0: (laughs) That picture you sent me is like the picture and it's like nobody knows where he buried the two girls. Okay, so
1: do you recognize the older one? Because that's why I put that picture there. That's Jessica Biel. Boulder native Jessica Biel looking weird as shit. I kind of want to watch it just to see her cuz that's 1997 meaning that's maybe right before her for a big break. I don't know what her big break was, but couldn't have been seventh that. Seventh
0: Heaven probably.
1: Probably Seventh Heaven,
0: yeah. Which came out in what? 1980? I think it ran <laughs> for I think it was I think it still might be on the air even though the dad and the son are both
1: Aren't they convicted pedophiles? Types. No,
0: I shouldn't say that. Um, the one is the fucking dad is. I don't know about the. Yeah, I think the creepy son is too. The oldest son.
1: I didn't realize the dad was. I just remember him as as the like pseudo stepdad, potential biological father for Dee and Dennis Reynolds, and always sunny. Oh Jesus! Yeah,
0: no, I think he was real bad about
1: it. Um, anyway, we digress, guys. Go look up Yuli's Gold on IMDb, and you're going to see a really weird fucking looking Jessica Biel. <laughs> um yeah out of the two of those i would much rather watch the swarm maybe i'll see if i can find that on like on hulu or something i'm I'm sure some streaming service has got it i may might even get it on like pluto tv or some shit um 10 to 1 it's on youtube it, yeah it may just it may just have the whole damn thing on youtube okay mark on the frying table i took note of all the different yes. foods that i saw On the frying table, we see pickles, onions, grapes, some sort of summer sausage. So we're going to say... You know what? Because I'm German and because I fucking love it, it would actually probably be pretty good if it was deep fried. We're going to say it's Fleischwurst. Okay. Okay. There is a full turkey. There is some sort of pumpkin or gourd in the background. We have an entire fish, which if I'm not mistaken, I think... I want to say... Bill says it's like a cod or something like that, but maybe I'm thinking of.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think I'm thinking of The Simpsons. Something about caramel cod. Uh, there's wedges of cheese and we have wow. Twinkies.
0: What? <laughs> this deep cut. That's a deep cut. <laughs>
1: caramel cod. Um and we also see that um as when boomhauer is bringing things over in the, as they're panning across this entire thing he has got a chili pepper or what what looks to me at least like a chili pepper that he's about to fry and bill is eating mm-hmm. uh deep fried mushrooms
0: wow okay yeah well done so, buddy
1: dude they tried a lot they can you imagine what their insides look like like ugh.
0: Yeah. But then I also, yeah. man, how many times have you been down here? And thank God that we've grown up a little bit and kind of gotten out of this. <laughs> Remember when you would just get housed and deep fry? And it was like, we uh-huh. took no prisoners. And if it existed in the house, it got deep fried. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Kind of went on those deep fried. But I think we tried to deep fry ice cream sandwiches once.
1: Like, <laughs> I think we did. And it just didn't quite work like work right because. Because it kind you know, of exploded. That fucking smart? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and that's how we ruined your oil. <laughs> um,
0: yeah. <laughs> anyway, I just
1: I, I wanted to take note of it because this to me seems like like next level gluttony, almost like their their uh, final meals prison episode. We're like, yeah. OK, we're just going to buy a shitload of food because we can. And we're going to do all sorts of ridiculous, ridiculous shit with it. Um, That seems to be a theme with Bill, because we're going to see it again in blood and sauce. Uh, And then my last note here is it's kind of a question to you. If you were in Luann and Peggy's situation and all you had to eat was shit out of a vending machine, what are you going to survive on for 36 hours?
0: Oh, shit in the vending machine. Yeah.
1: No, I meant like what specifically in the vending machine? Like, do you have a favorite snack? Oh, machine. oh, I see. I, I was like, no, yeah, no, <laughs> I'm
0: just killing that vending machine and ripping its guts out. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, Um. probably eating all the smart food first. And, um... Oh, shit, okay. God, help me. Um, Peterson Salted Nut Rolls, dude. Oh, my God. Like... Ooh, okay. Ooh. I just feel like they're in every vending machine and nobody buys them. So I know that, like, there's lots of protein in there. Got that good yeah. nougat center for all that sugar to burn me the fuck out, but don't worry because I'll pair it with smart food and nacho cheese or Doritos. I'll be <laughs> a fat boy. Yeah.
1: I have not had a How salted nut roll in like 10 years and damn are they good. Um For me, it's I'm probably going balls deep into Gardetto's first because I really like ride chips. They make me very happy. Um I'm okay. likely going to have dessert as almost every vending machine's got packaged Oreos, so I'll get like the little four pack of Oreos and i'm washing it all down with a probably lukewarm fresca because every fucking soda machine has got lukewarm fresca in it somewhere.
0: Mm. Oh, yeah, there's soda too. I am hoping <laughs> for um I'm hoping for an iced tea, like a brisk iced tea.
1: Ooh, very good. Very good. Also, shout out to all you people out in Utah that i doubt any of you are listening to us. Um that's like the only place i've ever found where you can get ruby red squirt and i really fucking like uh, grapefruit in case you didn't know that and it's it's really good so okay okay yeah uh that's that's what i you got for notes squirt. though <laughs> i said squirt you don't know how far my squirt, squirt goes Bark <laughs>
0: yeah. you're about, John to I'm about to get, wet. get very wet <laughs> <laughs> yes Fucking yes! <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. We are, oh, are synced up tonight. Holy shit. Oh, buddy. Oh, I fucking love you, man. Uh, um, is that my pros then? Is that where yeah, we're at? Yeah,
1: cruise right, in, right into your pros off of that fucking hot ticket. Whee!
0: <laughs> pro. Dale Aburame. <laughs> He has mastered the bug jutsu. He controls them. Those bees will sting the chakra right uh, the fuck out of you. I love you, it. It's great. Like, you, there's a the bit there and something startles them. I think it's when Bobby rolls into the garage door and he's yeah. like, easy, guys. Like, and they just, like, <laughs> re-swarm on his face. Um, do you find it funny that the
1: exterminator is the dude that's allergic to bees, by the way?
0: I think there's a weird irony in that, yo. Yeah.
1: Okay, I just, I thought that was an intentional joke, but you keep going, man. You keep going. Um,
0: pro, you you already know what this pro is. Yay, the Clone Wars. <laughs>
1: yep. <laughs> Bobby and Joseph. That's incredible.
0: I just... Oh, man. <laughs> that's Because so this that's was 2005. This movie would have come out, like... Or, yeah. Clone Wars was already out. Yeah, like, that's that's great. What yeah. did you say? I'm sorry. No, I was going to say, that's my first pro,
1: is that specific scene. It's just not calling it out specifically as Star Wars. It's just the stupid kid shit that the two of them get into is my favorite kind of Bobby and Joseph to see.
0: Yeah. 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 I, dude, I remember being 13 and still playing Star Wars. Hell yeah. like Yeah. Shit, I remember getting a couple beers in me and being 30 and still playing Star Wars. Um <laughs> Bill and Boomhauer doing anything in general, but, like, I just like them. This is a good little B plot for them. Um, I'm glad they don't really get into the Dale bullshit because it wouldn't have helped. Like, it would yeah. have been Bill then who got turned in, like, the giant bee-stung pant load.
1: Absolutely. And you and I have already mentioned before that we really like when Bill and Boomhauer pal-, pal around together, like when they play grab-ass.
0: Like... Yeah, 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 yeah. My private them, rodeo, like, we yeah. loved it. Yeah. Um... But to that end, um, I think we missed an opportunity for Boomhauer to also be slightly allergic to bees. And like he get and early on this should this joke should be early on. This is why he doesn't want to pal around with Dale. He gets stung, he swells up a bit, and then Hank makes the joke boom Boomhauer, your tongue is so swollen. I can't understand a word you're saying. <laughs> Something like that. It's we we uh-huh. do that a lot, you know. With like, dang old Megalomar man, dangle, boom, sort s- slow down, dang old, like it happens a lot. Or like, yep. dang old airtight man, legally's Boomhauer. I can't understand a thing you're saying. Like all that shit. Like, yeah, uh, boneyard when Boomhauer's yelling down to them. The echoes too much. We that's an established <laughs> joke. We had the shot for the joke. It is. We it didn't is. take it that's me that's just me but hey, no, um, no
1: i would have rewritten that opening a little bit just for that reason because it's a perfect out for the two of them not to be with dale also to be the ones that don't help him. well obviously their shit's all on fire but like when he's getting all hammed up at the end there and straight up cartoon character like yeah no you, that's fantastic dude
0: yeah yeah and then that's my favorite moment so what are your pros buddy I love the farmer's market bit because it it seems
1: so authentic and yet is very cutting at the same time. And it also hasn't changed in 20 years. These are the same assholes that are going to buy dirty ass mushrooms for, what, what do you say, 30, 40 bucks a, a basket? Like, yeah. I'm going to charge $150 for my bees. And I'm going to sit there and let you, I'm going to sting you all. It's so funny because some stupid yuppie would follow through on it and be like, well, yeah, Gwyneth Paltrow told me to do this, so I'm going to do it.
0: Ooh.
1: I mean, <laughs> shit like that.
0: Con, Gwyneth Paltrow.
1: <laughs> Con, anybody that, that tries to snake oil you like that. Um this this episode might be my very first exposure to the concept of an Indian call center because I don't I don't know when that yeah. shift started happening in our culture. I'm about gonna assume now. about I'm gonna right su- now. Yeah, I'm gonna assume early two thousands. Uh, Cause then it, I mean, it's, it's a, a joke that you hear on a, on occasion, it's not so much anymore because people are trying to be culturally, ins- culturally sensitive, but yeah, I think this is the first time I've ever heard of that being outsourced. Um, you already Can we mentioned call this them
0: ponders at my job. <laughs> yes. Cause they're across
1: the pond yeah, ponders. Oh, I love it. Um, you already mentioned this, but Dale got his queen bee back and I want, I'm really curious to see if he just added stuff, like added a bunch of stuff on top of the, uh, of the queen ant and then painted it again. Or if he just straight up painted the ant.
0: I think it's a bee. It looks more bee-ish. You think he kept his old bee? Could be ah yeah no um, yes i do sorry okay. I got tickled by my own dumb shitness <laughs> um yes i do think that he kept i think i don't know if he kept it but hell maybe octavio also has like a you know discount fiberglass insect business okay gribble you want the avispa grande yeah that's <laughs> yeah, perfect
1: um. And then my last pro here is that I love the, I, I, the way I described it in here is community-esque tableau. D- d- when Hank and Bobby walk outside and they see everything on fire and Dale running around being chased by bees and all of this crazy shit happening, I cannot help but think of the ever so re-gift um, troy walking in with pizza from the darkest timeline episode of community he's just <laughs> yep. walking in to see everybody like going ape shit all of a sudden and he wasn't expecting it that in pair like paired with hank's line of whatever is happening out there we can handle it and then they just open it up and see this scene of chaos it, it is <laughs>
0: wonderful just freaking
1: <laughs> wonderful but that's uh that's my pros though buddy what uh what else you got for me
0: um, number one, pro that I don't know if you knew, number one, as of all time of Dango Podcast running, we have a listener in every single state in the continental United States, hey. including Alaska and Hawaii, so not just continental, excluding North and South Dakota for whatever fucking reason. <laughs> <laughs> um, But number two, there have been, we have at least 64 listeners in Utah, which is astonishing to me.
1: Oh, well... Utah, send me some of that sweet ruby red squirt. The soda. The soda, please. Don't give me any weird. Just call me (laughs)
0: Cytheria. Old squirty.
1: Mm. I don't know what you're talking about, Mark. I Of course not.
0: (laughs) Johnny, you know I would never lean a Paul too heavily on this. Like, really, I don't want to... Take any skin diamond off your ass over this topic because I know that it might light a jade of fire under your ass to kind of get a little upset with me. I am amazed I could do that. That's gross. I'm a gross person. Listeners, I'm sorry. I'm going to go to church on Sunday instead of watching so much porn. Uh, um, Con, insurance is a scam. That's what it is. Insurance I is a fucking insurance. scam. I fucking hate insurance. I. Oh, it's a scam. Fuck insurance. Guys, burn your insurance cards. It does not matter. It only matters because we say it does. Pay money for a thing that might happen, and then when that thing happens, watch us weasel our goddamn way out of it. Except for Flight for Life shit. Uh, I have insurance for that. Holy crap. Um. Yeah. <laughs> this episode is wildly irresponsible in a number of ways. Um. I don't know who's worse honestly between between Hanks like panic mongering and Bobby because okay. like we know what a fucking powder cake Bobby can be anyway. Like yes. this isn't also can we point out this is not infantilization Bobby. This is Bobby getting checked into adulthood and he's not ready for it so he goes off the deep end.
1: Oh yeah, this is somebody throwing every single anxiety trigger at someone else and then getting a little upset when they realize they've like like put put them into a full-blown panic attack.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you got Hank doing that. Um, Bill and Boomhauer, adorable though they are, they are being wildly unsafe. Like, And if, <laughs> if for nothing else, you already named off the entire smorgasbord of pre-fried crap. Cross-contamination in a Texas what I assume is probably summer. Hoo-hoo-hoo, baby.
1: Also, they're running three separate um, um, deep fryers at a time.
0: Nah, you can do that. You just gotta time it.
1: I no, I get that, but I'm just saying it adds to the irresponsibility because oh if you yeah, hundred yeah. percent, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Never mind, I take it back. You know what? Fuck <laughs> it. No, one man to one deep fryer. That's that's where it's. That at. should that should um, be how
1: you do it. Yes.
0: Yeah, um, and then finally Dale, like, dude, this is such a weird snapshot of America because this is right before everybody was suddenly allergic to bee stings and tree nuts, and, uh, celiacs, like, yeah. so, Dale doing this in 2005 was funny, and it was appropriate, him doing this now, <sighs> <laughs> well, I guess it's kind of just what a lot of people did for coronavirus, so, you know what, I also take all that shit back, never mind, wow, I'm to mark off a lot of cons this week, that's kind of cool, um, nuclear accidents, I don't know why, oh, Bobby's watching that film reel of nuclear accidents, yeah, yeah, Um, I'm about three quarters way through. This will be out in June. We're talking about nuclear accidents. Um, don't look into Broken Arrows, but did you know that the United States accidentally nuked Mexico twice? Ooh, no. It didn't go off, but they nuked Mexico. They dropped a nuclear bomb on Mexico and, and they also nuked Creed Colorado once. Oh, good Lord. The bomb just dropped out. A fucking nuclear armed warhead dropped out of the plane and hit Creed. No, wait, oh. I I apologize. That was an Athena two missile. An Athena two missile's guidance system went bad that was loaded with nuclear capabilities and it landed in Creed, Colorado. That's what that fucking was. I apologize. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Either way, dude, nuclear accidents are horrifying, and Bobby should be afraid, and so should you and everybody else. Okay. Um Boomhauer has the line Is our deep frying? More hotter, no better. No, Boomhauer, it should be about 350 degrees or get the fuck out. Source, John, you can attest to this. I deep fry all the time. I'm you gonna do. deep fry pork chops after we cut tonight.
1: Damn, deep fried
0: pork uh-huh. chops sound pretty good. Hell yeah, dog. Right? Well ooh, dude, we'll make fucking pork chops in Kansas City because we have a full kitchen. Hot damn. Okay, sorry. um, And final con, feeble yet functional does not equal a track team physique, Dale. Shame on you. (laughs) Talks about his feeble yet functional legs are going to kick the ass, and it's like, come on now, you got the track team physique, we've watched you Squirrel Tactics jump over that fence way too many times, don't sell yourself so short, buddy. (laughs) Those are my cons.
1: Oh, good stuff, good stuff um i don't have a lot for this you hit one of them my first one here already kind of but i'll i'll spit it out anyway um hank really only has himself to blame for hyping bobby up and getting him to that position and while i appreciate that he acknowledges it later once he you know he looks at himself in the mirror and he sees like oh god oh god what have i become like that's the look he gives himself like still i don't think he understands the sort of damage he has done to his kid Because it is, it takes a lot to wind somebody up that much, and it's going to last for a very long time. I would not be surprised if Bobby needed some sort of therapy after that.
0: Um, Well, and Bobby's so damn suggestible anyway, you know? Right,
1: right. Uh, And then the B story here, to me, is way more entertaining than the A. I think that's by design, because Hank is supposed to be the boring guy. Uh, hank doing a bit about oh we can't do anything because our insurance is is all lapsed that's a very hank hill story the fact that peggy actually follows through and refuses to drive is a very peggy and hank hill thing to do yeah so the a store wasn't supposed to be like super captivating i think that's probably why they put this b story with it but to me it's a con because it, i don't i don't think your side story should ever be over overstepping your main characters um now can i it, pop in yeah, oh, no, wait, go, go ahead. Never mind. No, no, no I, finish your thing. Finish. I was also going to say, like, as much as I like the bee story, it gets overdone at the end. Like, it's almost too much because it, it it acts like a cartoon. Dale is getting chased around the alley by a literal swarm of bees at one point. Like, that is something yeah. I would see in Tom and Jerry or Bugs Bunny.
0: It, with, with literal cartoon animation physics, like... Yes, we talk flailing about how, arms like yeah, we yeah. talk
1: so much about how we love the human element of King of the Hill. how that's what sets it apart from things like The Simpsons like family guy like American Dad like Rick and Morty and like it just they they, they went too far with it at this point.
0: So yeah anyway, so. that's
1: that, those are my cons. I feel like I cut you off there though.
0: No, you're fine. I was going to say, I kind of think that a little bit of it needs to be literally, we need to make the outside seem very fun, but also mysterious and also really scary. Like, there is no reason that Bobby should not be over there harassing Bill and Boom Howard to Deep fry shit with them. Yeah. So, what do you do? You make it so ridiculous and so scary... Yeah. But then at the same time, it makes me kind of think of, like, that little kid that is so sure that he's going to miss something being shut up in his bedroom at night. And, hey, guess what? You totally did, buddy. But I also really <laughs> like what you're coming at with it. So, yeah. I No, I don't really think I have a counterpoint for you because I prefer your take better. Yeah. yeah
1: it's, like I, I said, yeah, it's, I think it's, it's just it's an interesting episode. I appreciate the way that they layered everything together in the end because they feel like they did. They mashed three stories together pretty damn well like they tied it all together in a nice little coherent albeit cartoonish way at the end but yeah so (laughs) i not not huge huge cons here i i'm also i under i understand i'm watching a cartoon we're also nine seasons into this so they're not coming at us with our a material anymore they're coming at us with whatever's going to get them a paycheck and get them another like there's another season renewal
0: right right yeah Nobody goes well, into the ninth what? season what of anything because we're past. Syndic- yeah, we're already well past syndication. But it doesn't fucking yeah. matter. Like exactly yeah. what
1: what series in its ninth season is making episodes for awards at all? Like none. If, if you Simpsons. you miss the boat, you missed the boat. Yeah, they're not they they get nominated, but they're not making episodes for awards anymore. The the I last that's true. The last legitimate episode of of something that I saw that I could I could say is like wow this is, show's been going on a long time and this is actually a very quality episode was uh, there's a Christmas episode of Bob's Burgers this year that was really fucking good like almost got me to tear up
0: oh wow okay
1: and I was like okay you guys are bringing it and you and they're in their thirteenth season so yeah I'll, I'll 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 talk Lauren Bouchard's dick up all all day um Mark what are favorite moments buddy.
0: Wow, sorry, Bob's Burgers is third. Man, yeah, yeah, Bob's I... Burgers is as old as Tina. I, mm, I can't mark. Um, here we I, go. Uh, Favorite moments. Bob's what, Burgers what? is
1: bo- the when Bob's Burgers premiered. You and I
0: lived together. I know. I know. I. <laughs> That's what should be. <laughs> but weird you know to what out. else? It's also fucking thirteen years of being homies. God damn yes. it. Yeah. Hot damn. Cheers to that buddy. Um favorite moments, I apologize. It is the end scene with it's 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 also one like singular frame in that end scene. It's Bill's skip it turkey of destruction when he somehow has that burning turkey wrapped around his foot and he's whipping it around. Fire bending flames all across Boom- <laughs> his backyard, like it's amazing. It's so funny, and and Bobby looks out to that, and then he and I know you already called it out because it is super cartoony. But like, there's you know, Boom Howard like trying to snuff fire out, and Dale being chased by bees, and yeah. Um, but also, sidebar to that, um, look at that big stupid purple one trying to get in, and it's just <laughs> yes.
1: Also, I have to retro-rage your ass just now because nobody knows what a skip it is except for you and me. Well,
0: fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Kids today are too fat.
1: <laughs> Maybe if they skipped it a
0: little bit more, they wouldn't be. Uh, you want my favorite moments, buddy? Um, yeah, but before that, I already know what it is. It's when I go on Amazon and look up that I can buy a skip it for fucking 15 bucks, so get fucked, Johnny. <laughs>
1: Just don't send it to me because my fat ass can't handle it. My knees would buckle. Um, my, my favorite moments, Mark. I have two here. A first one is it's a Hank line. Um, hey, Dad, you want to go and do such and such? I thought we'd have a talk about responsibility. <laughs> <laughs> what are they gonna do? He was he was gonna go. They were gonna go to the water park, right? Yeah, it was like the water park or Six Flags uh, and he mini to, golf or something. He wanted to right? do. He wanted to go get a twicket because I remember Quicket. Bobby going. They there call it go. a twicket, uh, <laughs> whatever the hell it was. But I. This is such a stark contrast between. Um, oh God, what is our our your favorite tallyho to the money bin? What's the name of the episode here? Rich Hank, poor Hank. Um, this is such a, a big juxtaposition between those two episodes because Hank is very much actively. Trying to get Bobby involved in this and saying, yes, nope, you need to be involved in this process because you're the one that fucked this up. Um, I just thought, well, that but also, kind of but also
0: like this, this house is going to be his. And, and I assume that in Hank's mind, he assumes that Bobby is going to have the same insurance guy, too. Right. You know what I mean? No, that makes sense.
1: But to me... When really
0: insurance is a scam and fuck your insurance provider.
1: <laughs> I choose to think that Hank learned his lesson from that one and is now just cluing Bobby in and, and talking to him straight like yeah, the almost adult that he is. Um, and my other favorite moment here is, Mark, I'm only allergic to shellfish and bees. <laughs> 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 that reveal... Got an audible laugh from me today. I honestly I don't remember watching this episode very many times. I do remember the plots. I remember definitely remember the 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 bee plot. I remember the big ugly purple one in the end. Like that stuck out to me. I do not remember Dale revealing at the very end after he stabbed himself about twelve times with bee stings that he's allergic to them.
0: Yeah. Oh, it was yeah. so
1: so good.
0: Fucking Dale. <laughs>
1: So, um, unless we got anything else, man, I think we're to ratings.
0: I think so. Um, we haven't gotten cute in a minute. You want to get cute? Sure. All right. We're doing shit you find inside a vending machine. So at the very, very bottom is a charcoal. This is a failure. This is a bad episode of King of the Hill. There's nothing good about it. There's nothing redeemable about it. The writing is poor. The characters aren't used well. The sound design is crappy um bernie Mac is in it i think that's a pretty strong indicator of a charcoal for us and in this case it's an almond joy almond joys are shit candy bars and you can know that they're the oldest ones in the vending machine because no one's buying them i'm gonna fight you on that say it's sun made raisins you can get sun made raisins in a vending machine
1: you can and i would much rather have an almond joy thank you very much i happen to like those
0: Fucking A, then a charcoal is sun-made raisins, and a megalo (laughs) is an almond joy. It's not good. It's a bad candy bar. It's a bad episode of King of the Hill, but there's little bits in it. Like, I guess the coconut offsets the almond? I don't know. John, help me out, maybe? (laughs) There's something good in there, though, that you're going to enjoy, and Johnny apparently does. But there's not enough to make it, you know, good or enjoyable, and you're going to be mad that you ate it, but you still got candy, and in this case, you still got an episode of King of the Hill. Above that is butane. Butane is a bastard gas, and this is a bastard episode. You love to hate it, and you hate to love it. For me at this point, it's a Butterfinger. A couple years ago, they changed the recipe, and Butterfingers taste mm. like shit now. But they used okay. to be my favorite candy bar in the world. You, have you had a Butterfinger recently? They're not good. They're just... just—they're I, they're I off. have not. Like,
1: I, I don't think I've had a Butterfinger, man, since they had Butterfinger BBs.
0: Wow, that was like... Jesus, John. Wow. Yeah, I was I was like
1: five years old the last time I had a butterfinger.
0: <laughs> okay, well wow, that one doesn't really work then. Listeners, do you notice the difference in Butterfinger flavor quality? Please let me know. <laughs> Above that is a Char King. A Char King is an amazing episode of King of the Hill. Uh, the plot line clips, the characters are used well. The sound design is on point. But maybe there's something that hangs you up. Maybe you need a little bit of context to enjoy it. Um, it just isn't for everybody. Johnny, you already know what this one is because we already called it. It's a Peterson Salt Nut Roll. It's a really good candy bar. Mm. And is it really a candy bar if you just, you know, wrap peanuts around caramel and nougat? Well, I say it is. But hey, also a lot of the population might be allergic to bees, but even more of them are allergic to peanuts. So you just can't give a Peterson Salt Nut Roll to everybody. However, what you can show and or give to everybody is a Blue Flame of Valor. This is an amazing episode of King of the Hill. This is the best episode of King of the Hill of television. Um, if it didn't win an award for Texas City Twister for animation, it would win an award for whatever Emmys do for animated shows because, damn it, this episode is so perfect and great. Um, no context to enjoy it. You can show it to your mom. Um, Johnny, in this case... I'm saying just, like, straight M&M's. Nothing to them, nothing about them. It's always a crowd pleaser. You're always glad to see them. Everybody can enjoy them. And, like, you can eat an entire, like, bag of M&M's or you can eat, like, a couple dozen pounds of m&ms and you still had a good time doing it you can watch either a single blue flame of valor episode or you can watch like six back to back to back to back to back and if you've been listening this entire time well hey i know for sure you got six back to back to back to back to back blue flames to listen to so with all that Mm -hmm. being said also what is your rebuttal for blue flame candy because i am curious uh it's a twix if it's it's better fuck m ms it's It's a twix (laughs)
1: It's a Twix and a Twix is, it's applicable to everybody. Cause it doesn't have peanuts in it. Cause otherwise it was going to be That's a Snickers, right. Snickers bar for me, but it's a Twix.
0: Yeah. Johnny wins the candy. <laughs> Fuck <M&Ms. laughs> Um, I like so, m ms You're not bad. I, yeah. I like them, but because you won, you get first or you get the high honor of writing this bad boy first, Johnny, what are you giving mutual of, um, bo- uh, mutual of oh my boy, is, uh, for me, it's a
1: butane. Um, butane. It's a butane for me. Silly, stupid, very cartoonish. It's, it's what, it's a watchable episode of King of the Hill. It's a candy that I'm gonna go and go, well, shit, somebody, some asshole ate the last Twix. I guess this is what I'm going for. Um, I'm, I'm going to enjoy it while I'm eating it. I'm not going to actively seek it out. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it's it's a butane for me. How about you, my man?
0: Uh nobody better lay a finger on my butane finger. It's a tutane, it's a butane, it's yeah, it's it has its moments, but the continuity is weird. We just saw mold rush, maybe it's just me that can't get off of it, but like god damn it, I just it's so sticky to me. And then bits of it are really annoying. I get tired of watching Hank Doomsday Prepper the house, and I really feel... We didn't talk... I don't know if we talked about it enough. Dude, Luann is just so not used well. What if we talk like this, Aunt Peggy? That's what you're doing with... And this goes back to... This goes back to last week. I'm sorry, we're going to divert really quick. This goes back to last week when we were bitching about how nobody at the dinner table even recognized that Luann was there. And she's like, I'll make a funny face. And that's what Luann is now. She uh-huh. is literally about 15 minutes away at our end from getting turned inside out by goddamn Lucky. Yep. And she's dumb and getting with Lucky. And this is where the timeline comes crashing down. Um, Either way, sorry, I'm looking far, way too far ahead. It's a butane. It's fine. I'll watch it. <laughs> I like it. Um. You know what? I'll just, if nothing else, I'll just laugh at, like, Bill and Boomhauer's bullshit. Yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, well, Mark, I think we can move on to our next episode. What do you think? Oh, let's uh, squirt on over there, buddy.
0: <laughs> John, what's the next episode, buddy?
1: Uh, We are trucking along to episode 180, Caretake and Care of Business. Original air date, March 13th, 2005. This is written by Dan McGrath. Mark, where did we see Dan McGrath
0: last? I don't fucking know because I didn't write it down. God damn it, Mark. (laughs) (laughs) I wrote down all the fucking Tony Gamalobo and Rebecca May bullshit. Uh, Johnny, we just saw Dan McGrath in Girl, You'll Be a Giant soon. Okay, Uh, so Dan McGrath, eh,
1: kind of lukewarm on him. I didn't hate that episode. So Okay. Yeah, so decent decent staff writer basically.
0: Yeah. Um this
1: uh this week's episode has got a cast of characters that includes Hank, Peggy, Bobby Hill, Dale Gribble, Bill Dotrif, Boomhauer, Luann Platter, Lucky Kleinschmidt, Fucking Principal Carl Moss, uh Smitty, <laughs> Ted Wasanasong, conman and Connie Super who all want you to know Death to Denton. Um Elvin Mackleston, Mud Dauber, John Redcorn, Nancy Gribble, and a mention of the uh, other Wizard of Sod, Jimmy Willis from SMU, or Southern Methodist University, in Texas. Mark, our guest star this week, because we didn't have one with last episode, but we do in this one, is Smitty. Do you know who voices Smitty?
0: Oh, I don't know. Some dude who's got like 300 voice credits, maybe the most prolific voice actor slash actor actor of our time. Um, He can't say no to a project, Christopher Lloyd. That's
1: true. It is. It is Doc Brown in the flesh, but not really in the flesh because he's animated. In the animated flesh. Hey, he's the wizard and nobody fucks with the wizard. Um, (laughs) Yeah, guys, we have the one and only Christopher Lloyd, Doc Brown. Um, If uh, if you want to hear Mark talk a little bit more about Doc Brown, you should go and listen to I can't wait to show my kids their inaugural episode. Mark watched uh, Back to the Future for the very first time. So, yep,
0: yeah, me and Brad, both of us had never seen it, and yeah, that was kind of yeah. a cool moment. Yeah,
1: it's good shit. I I really love Christopher Lloyd. My all time favorite r- role of his, because uh, he's done a lot of really good stuff where he's he's animated and slapsticky, um, but it was uh, he he has a smaller yet memorable role in an Oscar winning film called One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Mm -hmm. Um, He plays alongside Nicholson and Danny DeVito and a bunch of other people. He is super fucking young in that movie, and it is insane to me. I love it. I freaking love it. Uh, Synopsis for this episode, Hank and the guys face their toughest lawn care challenge yet, and Luann finds her soulmate. Who doggy.
0: Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. We're there.
1: A story this week, Hank, Bill, Dale, Boomhauer, you could say Smitty ish if you want you can say the booster club if you want really it's the guys the four guys b story characters lucky luann maybe peggy if you want to get nitpicky on this um b story wraps up into the a at the very end they've been doing pretty good about that uh you mind if i jump into my my notes here mark
0: bitter baby bitter
1: um we like to call it out when they mention restaurants especially restaurants that are not actual human restaurants like ones that you and i can go to like say, a Shoney's. Um, But when they alter something, we we like to mention it because instead of a Waffle House, which is pretty notorious in the South, we have a Waffle Cafe.
0: I believe this is a callback to um, David Kalaiki Ali'i. Yes? Did we see the Waffle... Was Okay, did we...
1: I don't remember it specifically being the Waffle Cafe. If I missed that, then that's shame on me.
0: I don't know if it is or not. I... And of they definitely were. Well, they milk. were
1: definitely. Um, they were definitely eating brec- at a breakfast place. So it would not surprise me if it was. It was a Waffle House.
0: Well, no, but I no. I wonder if it's not the same spot. I wonder if that's where the Booster Club has their meetings. Is in that spot? Oh, could be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I just can't but. remember the name of the restaurant because I didn't yeah. really care for that episode, so I kind of blocked it out <laughs> of my head.
1: Um, it, they didn't give you an extra amount of sausage, so it's okay. Um, next note here, dude, Smitty sounds ancient in this episode, right? Uh, I... like he's almost worse than Doc Platter.
0: Yeah. No, Doc Platter's cogent. Smitty is like, <laughs> uh, Smitty is like, dude, you, you put in, you put Smitty and Miss Wakefield in the who dies first pool. And I'm going to pick Smitty every damn time. It's, it's true the ridiculous thing is
1: this episode is almost 20 years old you know it came out in march of 05 so it's 18 years old Jesus and Lord. i know that christopher lloyd is still alive today because this he does like conventions on only and shit fans. yes yeah this episode now can have its only fans um the way that they they wrote smitty's character i almost want to say that he's got dementia or alzheimer's because he just seems to be forgetting shit halfway through what he's
0: saying He's just ancient.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if that was an intentional choice, if they were just trying to make it sound like, oh yeah, he's a cute old man that can't keep his shit straight anymore. Cause he's been doing the same thing for 50 fucking years. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, Mark, who, uh, who were your high school
0: rivals in Peyton? Uh, the Calhan bulldogs. They were better okay. than us. And then there was, Oh, I forget the mascot at Lyman. But Lyman was a school that was so big it shouldn't have been in our division, and yet it was. And they just okay. mercilessly kicked the shit out of us every single time. <laughs> like it was literally like bad news bears bullshit, man. Like just knock whatever sport didn't matter, just knock the shit out
1: of us. Nice. Okay. Well, yeah. that makes sense because like I uh, I, was, I was flying back on a plane the other day, and they do the little fly in. Like map, you can watch the plane land and all that sort of shit. Oh yeah! And for some for some reason, it hyper focused on the Colorado Springs area, even though I was nowhere near Colorado Springs. And I went, "Oh, that's where Peyton is." I didn't realize just how <laughs> far away you were.
0: Yeah, yeah, about forty miles so, out. Yeah.
1: Okay, so yeah, that would make sense then. That I figured it was it would be somewhere closer to Springs, but Lyman's close enough.
0: Yeah, um, Lyman's about ninety miles. Yeah, Lyman's about ninety miles from us. We're about 40, 30 miles from. Springs, depending on where you are. So Lyman's uh, partner okay. on the border there, uh, going into Kansas. Right, 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 right. Getting real close to like Burlington and, um, in Colorado and then Goodland. Yeah. But yeah.
1: Okay. Um, so for us, you know, when we were, when we were in school, there was uh, there was a private Catholic school that was the same division as us. We were 4A. Um, that was the Holy, Holy family. They were Catholic school and they were kind of there. Like they were just kind of snobby assholes that went to the private school, but the other school that got built, like I think they opened it maybe the year before I showed up to my high school was called legacy. They were the legacy of lightning and it was a tier above us. They were a five, a school and they were our big, like, all right, we're just going to stomp all over you because we have like 700 more kids. And yeah, like you said, the competition was just not very fair, but I do got to say I was in my local sandwich shop today and they've got my local newspaper there for some reason, because Apparently, my, my town is, like, the only one that seems to think it needs its own little fucking tiny newspaper still. It's weird. It's rustic. It is what it is. Mm. Um, but my high school um, has now been bumped up to 5A, which I didn't realize. They're now in 5A. And they are number one ranked in girls' soccer and just trashed Legacy this last oh, weekend. Right and I'm like, good for you guys. Good That's for awesome. you. That's really <laughs> awesome. Like, I don't hold a lot of allegiances, but
0: fuck the Legacy Lightning. <laughs>
1: um yeah
0: i haven't been back to my hometown in years and yeah man fuck the bulldogs
1: <laughs> exactly
0: fuck those guys
1: um and then my last uh last note here is also a kind of a question where does smitty fall on the king of the hill villain list like if you're if you're tiering villains here you get your top tier villains your lower tier villains you know shit like uh like trimble would be a villain he's somewhere in the middle for me or um oh Vizosa. god michael Keaton jimmy in there yeah Witcher's like that's jimmy Witcher's low tier like yeah. super low tier because like he's he's more just like a fucking point of menace
0: ted wasana um, song is like the blue flame of villain he, he
1: yeah he's kind of like the the everyman of villain so where where would you put smitty like if you had to put someone above him someone below him to kind of gauge it
0: I'd say he's a Megalo, he's really not a good villain. He doesn't know what he's doing. A good villain like and I guess that's probably better. Like a good villain ought to be kind of like, you know, ignorant of what they're doing, but Nah, he's just there. I don't I don't buy it. I just I just can't buy this. I'm sorry, man, like this is how many episodes of the show have you and I done and I complain and bitch and moan about football? In a high school, <laughs> and you're like, but Mark, it's Texas, and I go, "You're right, John. It is." And then somehow, like this man, just like isn't Eppley flying under the radar? No, fuck you. I don't know it. Yeah, there's so there's two dogs fighting inside me, dude. You know what I mean? Like yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Mm. To that end, though, if you to give you an answer, um, Smitty is. He is somewhere below. I would say he's below Dooley. He's below Golden Golden Era Dooley, who okay. in some kid's locker. Right, he's there. <laughs> okay, okay. He's under that, but he is above um, that up jump security guard, who drops Bobby off after he hit Corky Raywood with the block of ice. Oh, okay. okay. Zero power, zero authority, and really just a medium-sized fish in a pond that nobody looks into. But yeah, no, that's... That is Smitty a thousand percent. Zero power, zero, zero ability. He's been coasting at this point up until literally right now in this moment. And yeah, but then, yeah, no, he's... Yeah, very little ability to do anything wrong, but he can still fuck you up on a micro level. okay.
1: Okay, I'd put him on the same same level here. It's almost like um, he's just below Buck Strickland for me because Buck Strickland is almost always a villain. Okay, he, okay. He's he's never he's never intentionally a villain. I don't think so. Like he knows the actual like what's gonna happen, like the consequences of the shit he's doing, but he never actively wants to hurt his people. Um, he's definitely not to a level of like say Junie Harper, who's just a vindictive evil asshole.
0: Junie Harper is greatest villain. I think
1: we can all agree. She's she's top tier. She's on the Mount Rushmore of villains for sure. Um, Her and Duke the fucking cat.
0: Mark, give me some notes, buddy. Joshua. The cat.
1: Joshua. Joshua. (laughs) Mark, give me your notes, buddy.
0: Marshall. Um. (laughs) Hey, I got a fun game that we're gonna play here called bits that amanda liked but we're gonna get to that in a little bit here um, <laughs> Okay. there's a special there's a special guest star when we were watching that the, when i was watching this episode this week all right here we go Not note number one. Oh, this one dot 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 oh fuck it's the lucky one yep yep man i miss when the history channel was whoops all nazis instead of whoops <laughs> all ancient aliens and crack pseudoscience bullshit yep Pawn Stars, Mark. Pawn Stars. I hate Pawn Stars so much. I just hate it so fucking much. Just give me, just, just show me the fucking like Invasion of Normandy for the nine hundredth time. I don't care. Just mm. <laughs> now,
1: I'm gonna have to give you about three fifty. Uh, for Hitler's
0: canoe, only three fifty. <laughs> um. Um. Lucky looks like a fusion of all the members of Death Clock.
1: He kind of does. He really kind of does. All of them. Um,
0: All of them mashed together. That is Lucky Klein Schmelt felter fuck face, whatever the hell his name is. Klein Schmidt. schmidt what does that mean? Little something? Little bitch? Little Smith? Little worker? Klein Schwanz. Um, Little penis. They changed it when they came to Ellis Island. I don't fucking care. I hate you, Lucky. Dying a fucking fire. You took my girl. Lucky has eighty-two K into day money. Did we talk about this already? Or did I talk about this with Amanda? In his PP money? Yeah. Did we talk about this?
1: I think we did when we originally introduced him. Well, in the Redneck in case, on Rainy
0: Street. Just in case we forgot from Redneck on Rainy because street, street, cause I ran the numbers again. He has eighty-two thousand dollars into day money. Okay. Yeah. But then by the end of this episode, he says, I've got my eight thousand. Thousand or eighteen thousand dollar settlement, and I think it's like twenty four thousand. So he has less than what I make in a year. By yes, quite a bit. That's all he's got left. Lucky is super fucked. Um, um I have <laughs> another fun game in here called "I Want to Beat Lucky with the Two by Four Count" or the "Me and Lucky Go Stick and Count." I got a <laughs> I got a um, count of six on that. I wish I had the wherewithal to write down what. Solicited the counts, but just know, Johnny, that I wanted to beat Lucky with a 2x4 six times. Okay, okay.
1: By the way, um, Schmidt means blacksmith, so it's little blacksmith.
0: Okay, okay, okay. Okay.
1: <laughs> Not that that makes it any better, but...
0: Sarah, interessant. Um... Ja, yeah, genau. now. <laughs> Um, you already called out death to Denton, but is this time, is it, sorry, you already called out death to Denton, but is this the first time that we have heard that we need to kill Killeen?
1: I think Killeen so. is a new
0: town, right?
1: Colleen has got to be a new town in the area, or at I least in never the division, right?
0: I don't know. I've never heard of Killeen. We've been, wa- this is nine, man, we are so deep in the King of the Hill now that we are getting new towns introduced.
1: Right, well, because there's also, uh, is it Rushford or Runford? Rushford. Rushford, Crush Rushford.
0: Yeah, Crush Rushford, yeah. But let's make a rumpus rumpert. Like, there's so many fucking little local towns around here. We need, you know what we need is we need to get a Kula Volk on here to yell at us about what simps we are for caring about the geography of a TV show. Yeah, that's right. I remember (laughs) his goddamn name. Um, um, there's a bit there when, Le- so Peggy comes home and Lucky is sitting in the driveway, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. He's parked like ass backwards and sideways.
0: Yeah. 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 He parks like a real dickhead, pulling a bit of a Boomhauer Park job where he's double parked there. But, um, Peggy's walking up, carrying groceries.
1: And yeah. And Luann does it. And Luann has her car because she's at work.
0: Yeah. So where the fuck did Peggy come from? Did Bill give her a ride? Like. She just like materializes with groceries out of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Just irritated me. How old yeah, is what Smitty? The hell? He's been doing this for thirty years. You kinda already hit this, like what is wrong with Smitty? Is it like advanced syphilis? Like, did him and Cotton <laughs> just pal around the like Hotel Arlen too much and his brain is Swiss cheese? I don't know. I don't care. And really quick, we're gonna kick into uh, bits that Amanda liked. So, listeners, this is a special moment when my lady was in the room as I watched this episode. And I took note at times she laughed. She laughed at Lucky's introduction. Okay. <laughs> F- she doesn't know. She doesn't know, guys. She doesn't know. It's okay. Um, Smitty watering the trash can.
1: Okay. Yep.
0: Um, I'm really mad because I did the rating system and I should have done it like this and I forgot about this. Remember when I was calling char King's pretty, pretty grill grills? Well, she laughed at no. pretty, pretty truck truck. <laughs> Damn it. She laughed at this mini, like, repetition of finger bangs where he's just sitting there, like, finger gunning it. Uh-huh. Like that. She laughed at that. Um, And finally, she laughed at Dale going, he's going to get a pencil to the eardrum. God, that is that sounds so painful. <laughs> sounds fucking terrible, right? Anyway, those are my lady's special guest appearance bits because, man, fuck this episode. I had to find anything to get me through it. What do you got? (laughs) Uh,
1: So my pros here, you already nailed this one. The, The lineup of nothing but Nazi shows on the History Channel is... That's very indicative of the time because that is all it was. My dad used to call the history channel, the Hitler channel, because that's all it was. You could turn it on at any given point and you would be watching something that is Nazi related. So I like, you also do miss the, the golden era of the Hitler channel. We'll, we'll just say that there's Um, the
0: Futurama and Fry's like, Oh, that means we can go back and stop Hitler. But wait, what, what's the history channel going to play? (laughs) Yeah.
1: Um. okay so I don't know this is probably not a pro for you but it's a pro for me because I don't know maybe maybe it's character progression maybe it's because I actually like where this character goes with this I know that you do not and it's going to be a hard sell to get you on the, on this train but Luann's dumpster makeup that she puts on for her first date with Lucky that is a yeah. huge thing for me and it's a good thing for me because it shows me that like she gives a lot She gives a shit about this relationship, about this date. She really likes this guy. Honestly, when was the last time we saw Luann with a dude? No, I know. It's been like four seasons.
0: And that's part of it, too, is that this is the progression of a person. This is how the character grows. And just because I don't agree with it or like the person that she chooses to grow with doesn't mean that I have any stake in it. Like, this is... And yeah, I get it. It's a TV show. But, like, no, it's... Yeah, and that's where I'm at. This this kinda is where I have to stop back or step back and go, This is a retrospective rewatch. So like Yeah, yeah I fucking hate Lucky. Yeah, I wanna fucking cover Lucky and bees, light those bees on fire, and then inject every bee with AIDS so they sting Lucky simultaneously while on fire with AIDS. Yes, that is a thing I wanna do. But at the same time, well, I gotta watch this objectively. So yeah, like you're right, she does care, and that is a good thing, and that is yeah. It's cool to see Luann caring. When's the last time we really did see her with a guy? What Pygmalion, right? Yeah, with I was gonna say
1: her last her last potential boyfriend slash suitor was uh, turned into a sausage.
0: Fucking so. husband, she was gonna marry Trip Larson. Yeah, like,
1: yeah. Uh, well, and see, before that it was uh, Owen Wilson, and he was gonna marry her. And before that it was Rad Thibodeaux. Like, there's so she rad. is not so rad at aol.com like she has not Before had a that, good it run of Jane people cult, like uh-huh you know. i mean we all we started with buckley here and i want i want you to tell me that lucky is any worse or any better or on the same fucking level i honestly i'm curious as buckley because we saw buckley for like three seasons
0: yeah but buckley was an underachieving stoner teenager like, okay. Lucky is a goddamn D-Gen living off pp money. Like, they are two <laughs> markedly different humans in their, like, pat. Lucky has already been given a life to live and then squander. Like, and I yeah. think it even says, like, he's, what, 36 at some point? Like, he's our age almost. There's one episode and he talks about how old he is. And, like, that's going to hit me like a ton of fucking depression rocks. But, like, well, maybe not because no. I'm. If nothing else, I know I'm doing better than Lucky. You know what I mean? But like.
1: Well, he also scored a 21 year old.
0: Yeah. yeah <laughs> probably 22, 23 by now. Right? Like.
1: Right. Who still lives anyway. at home.
0: Man, I'm really mad at how dirty Luann got did. Man, I'm mad at yeah. that. Oh, Yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: anyway, I feel like I'm digressing here. I I no, really not like that, yeah. they, that they that they dolled her up and made that that it, that makeup is trash. Fucking that's My Hair would...
0: Lady, dude. Okay, I think My Hair Lady sorry, can we digress really quick? Uh, my sure. Hair Lady may have been the last bet I think My Hair Lady is the last good Luann episode.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I mean really, girl, you'll be a giant soon. I'm not calling that a good Luann episode. No, that's her being stupid. It's her wanting yeah.
1: to be an adult and acting like a child.
0: Yeah, and then that's me just wanting to be Luann's bucket. um. And then before that, yeah, like, I really think that My Hair Lady is the last. Uh, you know what? I am updating our shit to look out for list. Uh, My Hair Lady was the last good Luann Platter episode. Yeah. Where she is intelligent, where she is well-rounded, where she has agency, and it is more of a, like, it's not a real Bechdel test because she talks about Mister of a whole lot, but it's more of an active, Be- you know what I mean. Like she's not just a side piece for a fucking shit kicker. Um, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I I'm done. I'm done talking about it. Let's. Yeah. Sorry. It's okay. Sorry, sorry.
1: Um, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna move it. I'm gonna Please move do. on here. Please do. Um, yes huge pro here is that i love it when the guys have a good project to work on together we saw it a couple of weeks ago we saw it last week with irreconcilable differences with the driveway um, the of them, yeah. yeah with the driveway i love it when the four of them get together and have a project and this like all four of them out on the the uh root compactors like doing all yeah. of that lawn maintenance and stuff like that made me really happy to see
0: um hank's game planning yeah, yeah. of it was really cool too like yes yeah
1: uh, you, you called it out and I sighed and I ugged and I went, Buh, how dare you, Uh-oh. but it's a pro in here that we get pretty, pretty truck truck. <laughs> pretty, pretty it's a pro. Grilled. God. Um, and it's a pro for me because I, it's adorable for one and it's so rednecky, but Luann and Lucky basically making out via car horns is the most obnoxiously <laughs> funny thing I've ever seen. <laughs> Haunt me a kiss.
0: Yes. Oh, my God.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. At one point, it sounds like they're rounding fucking third base. Um, Mark,
0: give me your cons, bud. Those are my Missy melons. I'm going to fucking kill him. Um, (laughs) Well, hey, fuck you. I haven't gotten to my pros yet, sir. I got you your pros, I thought. I haven't done my pros. Maybe not.
1: Well, shit. Give me your pros. (laughs) Um.
0: (laughs) Um. Thank you, Bobby. You're a good son. I don't know what the fucking lead up to that was, but it made me really um, laugh.
1: It's it's his um um not death to Denton um. Crush Rumpert. Oh, kill! He kill, just looks at him lead, again, right? No, it's 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 he. He says, "Crush Rumpert." I can't take all the credit. They've been teaching us all week. Oh and yeah, And then something happens, yeah. and Hank's looking outside, and, he, and then Bobby just looks at him and goes, "Crush Rumpert, Dad."
0: Thank you, Bobby. That's it. That's it. Yes. I <laughs> See? I took note that's of it how too. mad I am. I forgot what my pros were. Um. Oh my God. Thank God for this B plot. I wrote out thank God for this B plot of the guys and the. What's the A plot? Is it Luann and Lucky or is it that's Hank the... and the guys in the grass? Hank and the guys is the A plot. Really? Okay. I thought it was Luann and Lucky.
1: Uh, no, I'm going to say because the name of the episode is Care Taken Care of Business.
0: Yeah. And so it's and like. Peggy is Luann's caretaker and she's not taking care of luann because luann is about ready to take care of lucky's business
1: see i thought it was caretaking the grounds
0: no it is i'm just being obstinate okay okay guys don't listen to mark he's an asshole <laughs> talk all that good dick shit about cupcakes and lizzo <laughs> uh, when's the last time we saw Nancy working? Nancy actually is doing weather shit. She says death God, to death or whatever the fuck time. she says. It's so great. It's so great. Just hey, Nancy is a weather girl. I'm sorry, Nancy is a meteorologist and we get to see her doing her job. That's really cool. Um, I almost think that they are pre stacking the deck to do it in a couple weeks here when we see Nancy like go report live at a forest fire. I'm looking forward to it though. <laughs> But that's I think honestly, Trouble Mark. with Gribbles was the last time. It's that, we and that was actually working. Ago. Yeah. That was seasons ago.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's like season six, I
0: think. Yeah, like it's it's kinda cool. I don't know. Um And then, Oh god, sorry, I got a bad burp. There we are. Um finally the music during and I just called the field race. Yes. When all the guys pop in with their trucks, I really yeah. like that music, you. I don't know what they're playing. I don't know if it's like generic stock like, "Hey, play some redneckery piano guitar rockabilly <laughs> bullshit." I don't know what it is. I'm into it. I like it a lot. I think it's a good use uh, of music.
1: So oddly enough, Mark, I it sounds a lot and I wouldn't be surprised considering he voices Lucky. It sounds a lot like Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers.
0: Do you know what it might be? It might be that.
1: What might be No, 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 no.
0: I mean like what song it might be.
1: Uh no I don't it's just like that's that's his style of guitar riff. So yeah. I I, don't I just know that American rock
0: it. is more your forte and I get more shitty and I'm like let's up on him Bowie only. Uh. I'll, uh, I'll look at up and see if in I can or get find the it for the fuck you. out if we're talking about guitar riffs. Uh,
1: yeah. Hey, Stevie Ray Vaughan is the better guitarist than anyone you just named. So there you go. And he's American and Texan.
0: Um, Get fucked. Uh, 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 fucking Jimmy Page could fucking tie the long hair from Stevie Ray Vaughan's head <laughs> to the short hair from his ass and beat it down the street. But OK.
1: If, whatever you say. So I'm sure that the lovely citizens of Texas will agree with me. However, everybody knows here. that Led
0: Zeppelin is better than any <laughs> fucking band to come out of America ever. Not even once. No, like. It doesn't matter. I'm, I'm not even... No, I'm sorry. I'm going to Peggy Hill this one. Your, your argument is invalid. Your guitar riff arms are too short to box with God. Oh, yeah.
1: All right. Says the man who's going to go and see the greatest rock band in history that's not from them. You can... Okay, okay,
0: okay, okay. <laughs> mm. <laughs> you cannot compare Tenacious D to fucking Stevie Ray Vaughan and Led Zeppelin. Tenacious D is not? 90s rockers. They're completely different. They're <laughs> completely separate. That would be like saying like Nirvana is like as the same threat as like fucking like I don't know what Rainbow or some shit like acidy, <laughs> metaly punky grunge. Like, no, fuck you, dude. Like, come on, John. What do you what what? You you want to make simple plans stack up next to like Dead Milkmen? No, go away. You can't do it.
1: Guys, it's really easy to tilt Mark tonight. Apparently,
0: I am. I have been drinking. I'm sorry. I'm drinking left handed brewing, uh, Wook Bait IPA. I am mad and uh. lucky. I have been up since three a.m. It's nine p.m. I'm an angry <laughs> boy. Um, um, anyway, that music here during the field race is great. what listeners? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you know what it is, or are, are you screaming into your computer, Mark? You drunk bastard! It's this. Well, let us know, please. What are your pros? What are your cons? Where are we? At? Where Where are we at? We lost the thread. I'm sorry. I'm I'm the problem here. I over nitrated the root system, and now I don't know what's going on.
1: Uh, no, if you, if you're about to rock salt the damn thing, if I don't save you, um, if you're done with your pros, I can hop into my cons.
0: Yeah, do that.
1: Um, so I've got one that's like, it's like a continuity animation flub. And then I have one where I'm like, what the fuck is, what, what's the point? So we'll start with that one. Um, what is the point of having Ted was song on the boosters? Like, am I missing some, some scene here where chain is involved? Because I don't see any point for him to be there. You got to explain it to me.
0: Um. Really, I think because he shows up, he's shown up before. He shows up a lot. He shows up in what Peggy makes the big leagues. Okay. David Um Right. Right. He shows up. Then he's shown up. I think that it's one of those things where like there is a school board in Arlen, so Ted Wasana song will be attached to it for the clout. Okay. It's, it's 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 a very Ted Wasana song thing to do, um. And you know what? Hey what t- uh chain is in seventh grade eighth grade he'll be at the high school next year so yeah why not establish yourself chain is more athletic than connie is i even think we yeah. see chain playing foot Chain's the center isn't he
1: oh maybe honest i don't remember much uh because i know he does or he does is chain a wide receiver
0: connie. i i know that i've seen joseph throw a pass to chain before Okay. I swear to God, I, maybe I'm wrong. Listeners, actually check me on that one, because I might be wrong, but, like, yeah. Um, no, I think it's that he's, like, kind of laying down some roots here, establishing what power he can get. Um, He will okay. have the power if it is there to be had, because it makes I more think... sense than Khan showing up there. And then also, I mean, it and... gives you, like, so Khan is not going to suggest, why don't we take away this man's pension? Like, Chain right. is a piece of shit and will suggest that, so. Right. I guess I didn't. I don't.
1: I didn't remember seeing him in uh, Peggy Makes a Big League's, but now that you say it, I do remember that. So at least there's some continuity there. Okay, I can retcon my, my con if you. Will. I, I also might I'll, be I'll super wrong.
0: There. I might go watch that one tonight and then cut in like a tomorrow morning. Like, oh my god, you guys, I was so stupid. But,
1: <laughs> um, and then the animation <laughs> flub that I saw was, uh, the the first night that Luann goes out with all of her sexy hair and all this other shit. She's out with Lucky, and they they stay out all night, and they have a scene at the end where they're getting made fun of, and they drive off. And then the next scene, it's morning, and they're right next to each other, and they've been out all night, and all this shit. Her hair has changed. Like, they make it a point to do her hair up in the evening, and by the next morning, she's to her original, regular hairstyle. That isn't just like, it's not something that has fallen out. Like, her hair that she had the night before couldn't have fallen into that design.
0: Well who flunked out of arlen beauty academy twice in a row
1: yeah but i, I don't know it's it seemed like, a, went like out. you can you can you can sure. try and magic your way into this but i i i think it's an animation flub i think they just went off model and they forgot that oh shit she was supposed to be out with him and we need to do a different model for her hair
0: i'm glad we got rid of there's something about luann hair <laughs> yeah it is it, it looks like almost like a troll doll I have a couple of cons, just a couple. I, I, again, I'm not here. Retrospective rewatch. We are watching this with freshish eyes, and I can't beat the dead horse that is Lucky Micro Dick. Um, you know, you know that Lucky also adheres adheres to my rule of like weird skinny white guys are just like packing crackers. Like, oh my god, um, <laughs> con first con, Luann, why listeners? Man, okay, do you hear this? I'm playing some sad country in, in the background here. As I wave goodbye to my girl to, to... I was going to save her, John. I was going to fix her. I was. She didn't need to go cut hair, but she could have if she wanted to. I was going to do it, and now she's gone. My girl, Luann, is gone. She's gone. She's gone. That's all there is to it. She's fucking gone. <laughs> oh. He stopped loving her today. Um,
1: you're you're handling this very well.
0: They placed a wreath upon his door. All right, um, beer is at the high school game. They are clearly animated. The guys are clearly animated with Alamo beer cans. There's no way in hell they're selling beer at a fucking high school football game, right? Oh, oh yeah, at right. The, in the
1: opening scene where the they have to call the game off because um. The, the field's all jacked up and they have to forfeit and everything. Hank is getting pelted with Alamo cans. I noted yes. that too. And I yes, went, yes.
0: huh, that's not right. Okay, but also, but also, okay, so really quick, I can do this. I know of two listeners in Texas. Griffin, Jen, help me out here. Tell me, can you drink beer at high school football games? I am waiting to hear in Twitter and our Facebook. You two tell me, please. Right, like are we just being
1: power. ignorant here or is this a thing that can actually happen?
0: I just like having this power. I'm going to abuse it. Oh, <laughs> um, please do. Lucky's horn sucks. Fuck you, Lucky. That's your fucking horn. That's what... That's the fucking lions call a pretty, tr- pretty truck truck. <laughs> that's what you're doing. Fuck you, man. Like, why doesn't Lucky have, like, a full-fledged, like, semi, like, air horn with a whap? Like, why? Why not, John? Lucky's horn sucks. He sounds like bad rush hour in L.A. That scene where him and Luann are making out in the driveway, like, maybe if it was, like, Buckley. That's the difference, John. There you go. If it was Buckley, he'd be younger. He'd be more robust. He could perform just a little bit better under pressure, so he would be the big, honking, thick sounding horn that Luann so readily is needing not lucky <laughs> <coughs> fuck you lucky fuck your horn it's weak sauce me and buckley are gonna come kick your ass come on buckley's <laughs> angel let's go john cons or Kay. are we the a favorite moments or any final thoughts or what else
1: we're in a favorite I moments am buddy up for
0: it. we're in a favorite moments you got one for this episode uh yeah it's smitty watering the garbage can
1: Uh, it it cuts
0: to him holding the hose in the garbage can just
1: yeah he's like half asleep
0: right he's blacked out watering the garbage can that's hilarious but also I need to do this too oh I really like how Hank just kind of cons all the fucking rednecks into racing on the football field yes It's a really good bit. I also think it's great that he got, what, 800 hours of community service? Jesus Christ. (laughs) Something like that, yeah. It's like kind of an over, like, what do you call that, an overreach of justice? Like, wow.
1: Hey, you don't fuck with football in Texas, man.
0: I reckon. I fucking reckon. But also, I hate how Lucky is the hero of this episode. Yeah, yeah. Like... In the back of his mind, Hank is gonna low. Uh, Hank is gonna owe Lucky one, you know. And I just, I don't like it, man. Anyway, favorite moment out of you, Fair. buddy? What you got?
1: Uh, it's a Luan line, okay. and is it pretty I, pretty I truck truck? It is not pretty pretty truck truck. No, I, I don't know why I found it so funny, but I found it very funny. Maybe it's maybe it's just because it's like the, one of the most offensive things you can say to somebody and she said it meaning it to be a good thing. But she looks at Lucky and just says, I really like your truck. Your teeth look like fresh corn.
0: She's <laughs> describing, yeah, no, she's describing why she's in love with Lucky to um Peggy. And that's what she says is his teeth uh-huh. look like fresh corn. Yeah.
1: And I'm just like, that is supposed to be so offensive, and yet, sweet, sweet summer child Luann, Like you're you're so earnest and honest about it. God damn it. R.I.P. Brittany Murphy. Well, Mark, I think we're to rating. We gotta get out of here.
0: We do. John, what are you rating? Care taking care of business?
1: Uh, I gave it a butane. So this All one right. was also a butane for me, just like last episode. It's, for me, for a lucky episode, this is pretty good. I kind of hate Smitty, but that's the whole point, like... He's he's the ancient ass old man that, that is, should have gone away a long time ago. It's like when they tried to bring back Coach Sowers. It didn't work because he, he just Coach he Sowers to move is on though. from Coach that.
0: Sowers is so funny. The helmet test, the him quitting footlocker. <laughs> like, uh, it's not a paying game. Yeah. He gives him back the whistle. Like Smitty's you, the butt sir. of every single joke and, yes, and himself into stupidity. Coach Sowers was like, still had mental faculty, you know? Right. But um
1: overall, you know, it's 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 watchable. Um I'm not I'm not gonna actively seek this episode out. Uh it's I didn't remember this as being the inception of Luann and Lucky. This is where we first get pretty pretty truck truck and Luann and Lucky Mark is gonna be a thing for another four seasons. So yeah, get I, excited.
0: Dude, I can't fucking wait. Listeners, can you hear how much? I can't fucking wait. I can't wait so fucking much I'm gonna rate this. Ready? It's a yep. um I always forget what we rate these at. It's a chartane? What's a charcoal butane mix? I
1: don't know if we had a charcoal butane.
0: We have. We have before. I just can't remember what I call them. It, whatever. You know what? It's not a megalo. I am facing megalo from it. Because, okay, on, on the surface, it is a fine episode of King of the Hill. This is the introduction, well, not really the introduction, but like, We'll call it the introduction. He this showed the up in Redneck out. on rainy, The fleshing out. Yeah, like, this is Lucky getting a bit more about him. Okay, um, fuck, whatever. You know what? We are in season nine. We are introducing only one new character, because, like, Elden and Mud Dauber aren't actual characters. Cool whatever. Hey, you know what also? Hey, sidebar, I'm sorry. Favorite moment. The rednecks um, trying to like browbeat Khan <laughs> into coming out with them. That's really funny. <laughs> that was more. It's a fun face. callback. That was really good. I like that a lot. It's um, a fun anyway. callback. Yeah. Really great callback. Really like that a lot. Anyway, it doesn't matter. had sex. This is a passable episode of King of the Hill. Like if I didn't know who Lucky was, if I didn't know how this was going to end, if I hadn't had multiple sex dreams and also like wholesome, like I just dream about Luann, which is kind of weird. And it's just like, hey, I made you some coffee. I know you got a hard day ahead of you. And like, oh, thanks, babe. That's really weird. Um, if all that <laughs> wasn't a thing in my head and I could just call this a butane, but I can't and I won't, so I will not do it. No, I fuck this episode, but I'll watch it, but I won't. I don't know. I I guess it is a megalo, but it's not because it's a better episode than that, but for my own. You know what? You know how mad you got at Leanne saga? This is my Leanne saga. Okay. I am personally upset by a thing and therefore it affects my rating of the thing. So, yeah, I'm giving this a Megalo with the caveat that it could be a Butane, making it a Quadtain, but it's not going to be a Quadtain because that will also give us, you know, two weeks of Quadtain. And I am not ready to admit that this here adult animation classic is just worthy of silver. Of, is only worthy of silver medal rankings. So. That's where I'm at right now. Okay. This episode is a megalo, and I am only cautiously looking forward to the future, lest I slip on the PP of my own petard.
1: <laughs> well, I think that just about wraps us up for the week then, man. And I, I think uh, you, you defended that very well. I, Leanne's Saga is a fantastic freaking episode. We year, watched it, God, a year and a half ago, I think, at this point. It was and like
0: November when you watched it.
1: Yeah. It's honestly, it's my first charcoal Yeah, and it's a charcoal for me. It wasn't a charcoal for everybody. I encourage people to go out and watch it, but I cannot watch it because it's way too accurate and it it brings up way too much of my own shit. I do what's called counter transference with that fucking episode. So I'm like, Nope, don't, don't like it. So I totally respect your decision.
0: (laughs) Thanks bud. Thank you for saying that my imagined relationship with the cartoon character is valid.
1: Hey, we, you watch enough of this stuff and you get attached. And so when you see somebody that's, that's being taken advantage of, or is not acting like themselves, it's up to you to call them out. But yeah,
0: which amazing too. God, like, remember the growth. Remember John, how like you were amazed that I was like falling in love with Luann and like, I can save her. I can fix her. Like, yeah. Oh, and here we are. I am so sad. I, I got like, I'm gonna fucking listen to Linkin Park tonight, I think, in the shower. I'm just gonna, like, put on, like, Linkin Park and, like, be a shitty teenager again. Because the girl that I liked picked the fucking dirty, gross redneck. Again! Again! Why does this keep (laughs) happening to me? Anyway, um, hey, you know what, though? I, I think that all of this we can say that, like... Man, some highs and lows, some ups and downs. And from that, we gotta ask that question, John. Do you still like King of the Hill?
1: Mark, I still love King of the Hill. Um, I, I'm still riding the train, man. I'm, I'm going to be there for a while. Probably going to ride it all the way to the end and then turn right back around and start again. How about you, man?
0: Yeah, I still love King of the Hill. Um, whatever, we're at a turning point. I'm kind of sad. I don't know. I There's markers in shows, and yeah, you try and do them obje- objectively, but like this is a marker, this is a turning point, This is this is, you know, like... I, I don't know. This is this yeah. is Henry Blake dying in MASH. This is, you know... Shelley Long
1: leaving Cheers.
0: Yeah. Yeah, like, this is the season, or this is the third reboot from Comedy Central to Futurama. Like, these yep. are turning points. Like, this is Sarah Chalk becoming the daughter of Roseanne. You know, like... Okay. Hoof Maude... Landers got killed by the t shirt cannon and Luann is dating the redneck, and man, I just You uh you wanna tell those people where they can find us, buddy?
1: I think I better, so we can get out of here. The good people of internet and podcast land can always find us at Dang Old Podcast on Gmail. You can always find us on Instagram, on Twitter uh we've got a facebook group really guys look up dangle podcast on just about any platform nobody else was cool enough to steal our name so we've got it marketed all over the fucking place nobody Uh, had
0: the vision to do what we are doing john not steal no one had the vision to yeah yes
1: (laughs) (laughs) uh you can always reach out to me on instagram i am krautball that's kraut as in sauerkraut and ball as in swedish meatball mark where can the good folks find you
0: Uh, if you didn't get enough of my emotional turmoil tonight, you can find me on Marquis Stardust on Twitter where I post pictures of the cookies that I baked or the puzzles that I photoshopped for my lady or whatever the hell else. Um, you can also find me at our two sister podcasts. Uh, that would be the Two Wizards podcast for me and my buddy Josh. Uh, glare. I will say we glare instead of stare into that void because this week we talked about, um, we did, um... We made Pokemon teams out of demons, John.
1: Ooh, I okay. used
0: the lesser key of Solomon. Josh kind of played whoops all cultures. And, yeah, we had a lot of fun there. Or you can find me on our other other sister podcast, the I Can't Wait to Show My Kids podcast. Um, me and my buddy Brad are taking movies that were instrumental and fundamental to us growing up that the other one might have missed so this week we watched uh godzilla versus hedera or godzilla versus the smog monster um it's yoshimitsubano's only attempt at directing a godzilla franchise because toho said he ruined it after he put that one out but you know what huh. brad and i really enjoyed it and listeners i hope you might enjoy it too go check us out over there go check me out on marky stardust on twitter And, um, yeah, do that good five-star review. If you got something to say, if I am being unduly unfair to Lucky, let me know. If your name is Jen and you said that you hate Lucky, know that I love you, girl. Um, yeah, I don't know. I guess I can't keep, like, milking our, I wanted to say victims, I can't keep milking our listeners for edification, right? So we ought to say thank you for listening. Um, give us that feedback. We'd love to hear from you. Um, My name is Mark and I was the meat master.
1: (laughs) Um, My name is Johnny and I'm a propane wizard that says you should go check out that weird picture of Jessica Biel from Uli's Gold. Good night, everybody.
0: Good night, guys. Love you.